0: Yep, come on, yep. Hey guys, welcome again to the Everyman Upland podcast. This week, Henry, Norman, and I, uh, I'm Sam Baker. Uh, we headed out to the field
1: for the Dove opener. Yep, uh. Um got on a little public land dove opener and had a big time uh it met some expectations and may have been let down in other ways but for for the most part we had a really good time
0: yeah yeah um so we were gonna we got mic'd up in the field and so we're gonna roll in a little bit of that infield conversation um we try to answer some questions from Uh, our followers on instagram and if you ever have a question uh we would love for you to reach out on instagram ask and we will try to get it on the show we'll try to address most of the questions on the show um as always we're sponsored by quarter ridge plantation going into their 52nd season of classic bob white hunting in southwest georgia longleaf pines wiregrass family owned and operated uh Book your hunt at quailridgeplantation.com today. And if I'm not mistaken, are they still doing the October? I believe so. So, yeah. um, Yeah,
1: November is definitely booking up. There are some some deals for October, November, early season. So uh, call today and uh, check us out. Uh, Check out the website and see uh, how you can contact us and uh, see what kind of deals we're offering right now. Yeah,
0: cool. Um, So we're going to... Come back at the end. We're gonna roll in some of that mic'd up stuff now, and then stick with us to the end. And we're gonna give you our wrap up thoughts. Kind of we we're tired. We literally just got back to Henry's house from the field, so we're drinking a little more coffee because we both have other stuff to do this Saturday. And yeah, rolled out of
1: here at like five o'clock this morning. Yeah,
0: and we we're gonna. We'll address that in the wrap up.
1: Alright, so we'll see you at the end of the episode. Yep. So Sam and I are here at Almadell WMA on opening dove day. Trying not to get our butts shot. It's pretty intense out here, not gonna lie. Uh we got a we got a hot shot sitting about thirty yards from us. He is crushing it.
0: He's in a good spot. He got here early, and uh, we know he's got nine. Yeah, <laughs> could have more. Oh. This guy's calling today.
1: It it's tough shooting. I've, how many shells do you think you shot? A box. I've been through a box. Yeah. And we have between us three birds. <laughs> yeah.
0: 'Cause you guys shoot at them high here, boys. There's no. That's the safer shot personal yeah there could be as many as four hundred people in this field it is, we, it is outrageous. We watched the game warden check he he checked licenses for every probably license. an hour straight so pro tip have that stuff ready to roll, especially yeah. if you're on public land and you're you know hunting out okay. here. Especially opening day, there's going to be a game-worn here. I, don't, I mean, you should have a hunting license anyway. What I'm saying is just have it ready. So have the hard card or, you know, a screenshot or something. You don't want to get out in these places and not have any cell phone signal and not be able to get to the app. Yeah. But Elmendale's pretty, I mean, we've got good cell
1: coverage here. Yeah. And this, I mean, it's a big field. This is probably a 200, well... Mm, I don't a, know, man. Maybe 150 acre field. I mean, it's big. It's 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 large. But no, I'd say 200 plus. It's oh, okay. gonna go bigger. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a huge field, and but there's someone every like 20, 30 yards, or closer.
0: There's a pivot, so we had uh that guy's doing what I was gonna do. Oh yeah, spread out. Yeah. I like him with you. You kill more birds. <laughs> I can control Towser's here. Oh, there's Steve and Marking another in a pen. one. Steve's got his little edge, just wrapped up. They don't get by
1: him. He, he got here earlier than we did. We got here pretty early. Like I thought we were going to be some of the first ones here. We were not. Yeah. So we had somebody on Instagram
0: respond to our story survey on questions and they were wanting dove hunting tips. I don't know if they wanted public land dove hunting tips or dove hunting tips in general. Behind us. Oh, there's one behind us. He's in the sun. I don't know if he wanted tips in general or public land, but I would say public land, you better be here early. And expect a bunch of be, people. Yeah, it's just expected to be crowded. Have a flashlight. Be ready to show mm,
1: show people where you are. That was a little. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we just got a peppered fall. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Close expect, shot. Expect that too. Ex- expect yeah. to catch a little mm-hmm. lead. Yeah,
0: make safe shots. That's like a, gotta be like a
1: 410. <laughs> um expect, pack- expect people around you to not be making chase shots yeah you're kind of responsible for your own safety out here it's but uh,
0: get here we thought we were here early oh we got one coming in right here henry yep yep yeah left side left side that's all you but he's not going to turn he's going to turn oh
1: uh, somebody's up getting a dead bird yeah, so earlier the better. If you can spend the night in your truck the night before. Oh, I'd about, do it. That's about the only way you're gonna be the first one here. If there was a campsite here, I'd do it. I oh, mean, here we go. We got more over the trees, still behind us too far. Okay.
0: Yeah. So something else. Let's talk about uh mojo use, what we're observing today, but then let's talk about some private private land oh uh, hey one behind us oh coming coming this in this one's in coming. range oh is he oh, oh yep right
1: here there we go that was me
0: yeah henry just marked one
1: good job henry
0: we all shot but you know We're doing pretty good. This is a well-managed, we're hunting sunflower seeds that have been uh, mowed down. There's plenty of food. And one of the things you really want to look for in, for dove uh, are, it's going to be bare ground. They, dove like bare ground. They don't like the, uh, eat they will eat in in some brush but dove really like to have bare ground so they can see around them because they're vulnerable on the ground and uh i was just saying henry that you wanna if if we didn't have such a groomed field and we were looking for a place to dove hunt you'd really be looking for bare ground
1: yeah or like you know typically we hunt peanut fields yeah. This is sunflowers, 177 acres of sunflowers.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, when I say bare ground, I'm like, you're making boot tracks in dirt. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I would look for is a a pivot, irrigation pivot, or a power line. Something they can, that dove will move into an area in stage where they can observe
1: and so than high yeah. and, and clean, so yeah, like the Sam said, a power line. Oh, Steve, Steve,
0: Steve! Is that ground though? No, no, over you, over you. Man, that was right in our face. Oh, he's coming around. Coming around, we gotta get reloaded. Towards the pivot. Yep. I see him. Somebody got him. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you know, they like to use tree lines, but those can be hard to hunt.
1: Yeah, because you're only seeing what's in front of you, and a lot of times they're coming from the tree line into yeah. the field. So it's Unless like, you
0: got, like, an old fence line that's running can, between yeah. two fields, you can kind of see both sides. That can work. What else are you looking for? A good place to dove hunt. Right. Um...
1: I've had good luck around sources of water, like a tree line around a pond next mm-hmm. to a field. Yeah. That's, that seems to be a good area usually. Um, you know, the wetter parts of the field they can sometimes go to. Like if there's a low spot with, with puddles, mm-hmm.
0: that's... that's Easy to get water. Yeah.
1: Actually, our backup spot,
0: if this was... I mean, it probably is too crowded out here, but our backup spot where if we just could not find a spot was actually... Uh, Little secret
1: watering hole we found scouting we were, for a quail. Yeah, we were here last week looking for quail with a couple buddies and uh, heard a lot of quail. Didn't didn't actually put eyes on any, but um, saw a lot of dove while we were here last week, and that's what made us come back for the opener. Yeah, and we were we knew we had to be here early. Georgia
0: actually extended opening day hours it's usually just till noon yeah so 30 minutes before sunrise till noon they've extended it till, till sunset today yeah um
1: and really i good think good.
0: it's gonna get hot around yeah. one 12 to one it's gonna it's eight it's not just right on nine o'clock now yeah and i think if your back and your butt can take it sitting down this long it's gonna get hot now we know that because we were here and scouting Easy, just.
1: Oh, right here. He just landed. Uh. He landed right there. In our strip. No. Okay. right behind the Mojo. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Full disclosure. We do not know Steve personally. We do Steve. <laughs> we surmised his name. surmise? that'll work. We gathered his name. And uh so that brings me to not a tip on where to hunt but some etiquette or some strategy. It is calling birds for other people. I think is good manners and helps everybody on the field. Yep, yep, yep. Low, 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 low okay. Good shot. <laughs> so he just walked up a wounded bird. That's what you were hearing. my else shot him. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. This is not a great place to get stingy with birds you think you killed. We have learned that. Yeah. Just let it go. What were we talking about? Oh, etiquette.
1: Calling birds for people, yeah, private yeah. or public. I think. You know, this situation it's hard too because you don't know anybody's name besides obviously Steve. But
0: yeah, <laughs> and don't I don't I don't think it's uh, uncouth to uh, if you think a
1: bird's low to call a low bird. Yeah. There've been plenty low birds shot in our direction today.
0: Yeah, and I don't like it. No. I don't like it one little bit we got a little breeze though that's nice sun's to our back and with this many people in the field there's almost no point in watching
1: yeah. birds coming from my yeah we're kind of uh so as the field lies we're pretty much in the we're in the far like opposite corner of where we parked so we had to walk pretty much the whole length of the field to get back here because there were so many people we just couldn't find a spot and finally we realized that we weren't going to find a spot, so we just made room. Yeah.
0: I think the the numbers have thinned a little bit. I think yeah. the people who are like had something to do this morning are leaving, and the people who are bored uh,
1: have left. Yeah. So now it's just left with the diehard diehard hunters. Yeah. Steve. Stevie.
0: He's killing it. Oh bear in mind there are still like a hundred okay. people Easily.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised there was enough parking for all these folks.
0: All right, what you think mojos? We started talking about mojos and I haven't seen
1: them react much to mojos. I think because there's there's a lot out here. Like I'm looking just down so the way this field's laid out is it was planted in um, sunflowers. A lot of weeds grew up and then they just mowed probably thirty yards strips and left like five to ten yard strips unmode
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: just in our between we're using the the unmowed as cover so between our strip and the next strip I can see at least like five mojos just in this one strip yeah so there's probably I think if we didn't show up with a mojo it wouldn't have mattered no I don't think the dove. there's so many that the doves aren't affected like
0: I think more in a private land situation though, when there's not this yeah. many people, Definitely. if, if a, one person has a mojo, they're going to get the shooting, so it's good to have one.
1: Yeah, I've had good luck with a mojo before in most other hunts, but out here it's just, like I, Sam and I both brought one, but we only have one up because it's just pointless to have
0: oh, one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's calling birds. Is that a dove? No. Oh, no. No. Oh, so, um, if you're going to get into dove hunting, much more so than the other kind of species that are more pointed birds, you're going to have to learn some bird identification. If you're a adult onset hunter, that could be, you need to go with somebody who's
1: experienced and can help you identify, because a dove does look like several other types oh, of birds. Oh, uh, Kill killed especially. in oh
0: my gosh
1: that'll you know, still get you if it if the action's hot and a bunch of them just swoop in and i mean you can you can have been, been looking at doves your whole life and still make a mistake like last year i shot at a bird that wasn't a dove even this morning I, a I fully dove. shot at a bird that was not a dove luckily we didn't hit them so. and it but,
0: had to, i think my
1: i'll
0: tell you my misidentification had a lot more to do with nerves
1: because well, it's someone, intense out here. And someone was shooting at a dove right next to us at the same time. Yeah. So it's easy, easy to mistake.
0: Dove are probably bigger than 90% of the other, other birds. birds. Yeah, except for that. Uh, oh, my gosh. Of, Earlier there was like a hawk or something.
1: I think it was some kind of. Small, like, peregrine or not. a Some yeah. sort of small falcon, but. It was a raptor of some kind. Definitely a bird of prey, but it it was one of the first birds that we saw this morning. And holy crap, we know people people shot shot at it. We know people shot at that thing.
0: And it was... Here we go. Where you got him? Over the tree. He's left of you. Oh, yeah, he's going behind us.
1: Come on. Yeah. Oh, we've got to be on your toes out here because yeah. birds can come at any time. Yeah. So that
0: brings us to cover. You don't need a lot of cover, and you don't need to be like turkey camouflage level.
1: Yeah, so like Sam's wearing a camouflage, like lightweight hoodie, camo hat, khaki pants. I'm mm-hmm. wearing camo short sleeve shirt and pants and snake boots. So you don't have to be like dressed to the T like yeah. you would duck hunting
0: maybe. Or. And I don't think in our situation there's even a point in bringing a blind of any kind.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're out in the middle of a field, yeah, a blind's going to help break up your silhouette. You will need one. But here, we've, we've got these mo- unmowed strips. And yeah. If you got a hay bale or something that'll break your silhouette against, you know... Oh, dang, a dragonfly almost got me. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they're... Um.
0: So yeah, just don't wear like white or blue jeans. Leave your blaze orange at home. Yeah, probably blue yeah. jeans aren't the best, bet my dad hunts in blue jeans. Dark blue jeans, so not like not with no wash on them. Um, and then we got um. I think the main thing, though,
1: is being still. Oh, we got some boys out here in blaze orange. Yeah, we got
0: some quail hunters out here.
1: Speaking of what colors to wear. Maybe they're just
0: wearing it to the stands so nobody shoots them. Good point. Which, in hindsight, doesn't seem like a terrible idea. Yeah,
1: well, one of them's got an orange hat, so I don't think he's going to be taking that off. i don't think that's a dove he's got a real white i hear a killdee i think that's what they were shooting at yeah
0: oh that is a hundred percent a killdee some people are shooting at case in point yep so
1: that's the other thing about public land hunting you're gonna there's gonna be all types of hunters out here there's young kids inexperienced hunters first time and there's gonna be those veterans that are knocking them down but you never know what you're getting into is the point or who you're sitting next to yeah so you know with a private land hunt you it's invite only so you you've probably hunted around these people before or at least you trust the owner enough to pick people that aren't gonna you know shoot you
0: yeah which brings up another good point we we're talking about on the way up here the thing about a dove shoot You really wouldn't want to show up this morning to be the only person out here. You really need a number of people to cover the field, yeah. Because dove will always land like right outside gun range. Once they figure out where you are, you know, all they got to do is move fifty yards, and you're not shooting anymore. And so to keep the birds, yeah, to keep the birds stirred up. You need a certain amount of people. Now, we probably got, uh, again, too many people here this morning, but it'd be hard to get together with, like, you'd have to have a very specific situation where two or three people could go out and just really get it done. Small field, maybe a power, sitting under a pivot or a power line or a pond. Yeah. Little watering hole.
1: I mean, we're having a good time. It's just, oh uh, yeah! This is this is my first time in public land hunting uh, for doves specifically, mm-hmm. so it's a new experience. And we thought we'd you know bring you along and just tell you our. Wish our we were hunting. doing a little more shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been getting opportunities. Oh, yeah, we're heck not yeah. The, we're not in the best spot of the field by any means. I think there's a little lull,
0: too, in the birds. There haven't been as much. I mean, I brought Towser out here with me, and this ain't his jam. There was so much shooting earlier that he's just kind of, like, under my feet. <laughs> and he's been shot around a lot. So, like, not the best place dog-wise, not the best. Best place to bring a puppy. Yeah. Yeah, do not <laughs> You bring... will create a gun shy dog. Because Towser's a working dog on a plantation. He gets shot around plenty, but he was uncomfortable <laughs> with the amount of shooting that has happened here today. And there's just so many people that he doesn't know and hasn't. I think yeah. he's good with a couple, you know, like a new hunting
1: group. Yeah, he at one point went and got under. Yeah, he just healed on our neighbor's feet. It's getting a little warm. It started
0: 66 degrees this morning, and it was nice. But it is warming up. even wasting nothing <laughs> sorry we're we're kind of we're talking very quietly because the people around us are like not even maybe 50 yards 30 yards yeah
1: <laughs> man it's
0: just kind of becoming
1: visible. there's a big power cut
0: we can hear private what i assume is a private land shoot from where we are and it is going going off, off. Oh, i hear the game warning and here comes some blackbirds If I were a bird of any kind, I'd stay away from this field today.
1: <laughs> you never know. So, seeing other hunters shoot at species that aren't meant to be shoot at is a long-standing tradition for Sam and I. Yeah, dude. Um, we've we've run across people. Uh, we've done some DIY duck hunts in, in Florida, where we uh, paddled out to an oyster bar and set up some decoys and. The only other person that was hunting that morning was a young kid who also kayaked out, and we <laughs> we were watching this cormorant fly around. Well, it kind of got us at first. We were yeah. like, oh, bird on water, and it's like, oh no, that's a cormorant. Yeah, it doesn't take long to distinguish a cormorant. They got a very long neck. Yeah, black birds, but you know, look similar to a to a game bird to a duck. Yeah. Everything looks like a yeah. duck out there. But uh we watch we're watching this bird fly around and he makes his way over to this kid and that, he just unloads on him pow pow pow. Reloads his gun. The the, the cormorant drops in Is the now water. wading across the mud flat, swimming away from him. <laughs> <laughs> Reloads his gun. Pow pow pow. He whacks that joker now. Went out there and picked him up took him back to his stand. That may be the only bird we saw him, saw him kill that day, and it was not one that you're supposed to shoot. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure it was illegal league Whale, too. Oh. There's a four-wheeler going around the field. what What is happening? I just felt like there are far fewer people out here now. Or at least in our general vicinity. The shooting has really crawled to a a low point. Oh, we got a big one flying in.
1: (laughs) Kind of looks like a crop duster. Oh, one's crop dusting. Somebody is yelling some... Got some jokesters. Maybe the crop dusters stirring them up. That'd be nice. Almost circled. Get them out
0: of the cornfield
1: they're sitting in.
0: So, um, just want to issue a correction, by the way, for some information I've been given. Our public land. Hunters uh, in Georgia, you do not have to have a special WMA license anymore since like 2017. Now, you might be asking, what an egregious oversight, Sam. How did you not know this? Well, since like 2016, all I've bought is the Sportsman's Combo, which covers everything. And so, I just haven't looked (laughs) again. Like, I haven't. I just buy a sportsman's combo, and I know I'm covered. And so uh, if you've got a hunting license, you can go out to public land and hunt. There's no special license required anymore. Um, But you do, even if you have a sportsman's combo, you have to have the Georgia Migratory Bird Stamp, which is $5, or it's free if you have a valid sportsman, and it's all on the app. So it's not too hard. You got to answer a survey about migratory birds, and you're good to go. But the game warden's gonna be looking for both of those.
1: Yeah, and so it things. was kind of cool because we did. We mentioned that the game warden was going around checking licenses, and I haven't run into a game warden in a long time. Oh no! I mean, I'm always licensed up, but uh, that was kind of neat to just you know see him out here checking licenses because you know with the hunt this big, we, we kind of figured there would be one here. Mm-hmm. And we have a suspicion that he's waiting on the at the it, entrance to check uh, limits. Bag limits, yeah. Which is 12, and we are and no not danger. even close. <laughs> I think
0: together we have four right now. If you keep hearing a plane in the background, that was the crop duster we mentioned. He is working a field.
1: Just there. Little, oh, we got a little oh, action over here.
0: I'm going to also... Just talking gear for dove hunting real quick. Uh, If it's something you do a lot, um, I'm going to recommend something that I'm not doing right now that I wish I had done. The bucket with a swivel
1: top is the way to go. Yeah, that's what I'm rocking. 100%. I don't even have a camouflage bucket like I usually have, but I do have the swivel top swivel top on it.
0: And... The reason is, I've got like a folding stool, which is nice and easy to carry, but the legs sink into the dirt and you end up sitting super low where the bucket's wide base keeps
1: you kind of floated on paired up fields. Yeah, soft field dirt. Somewhat, I keep sinking in a little bit more so, like to one side or the other. Yeah. So uh, while we're on gear, another thing that Sam and I are both trying today yeah um I had sort of played around with the idea of last season is we uh we ordered some i guess you'd call them battle belts,
0: yeah they're battle molly battle belt
1: yeah but we're we're trying to get away from using this when hunting doves and wild quail. my reasoning behind that is um the game vest that I have seem to have a lot of either material or, or buckles along the shoulder straps, and that always seems to find its way to my butt pad whenever I'm raising my gun. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're trying out the to just use a belt from now on, just testing that out. So I've got uh, two bottle holders, one for me, one for my dog. And yeah, right now I'm rocking just like a regular shell bag for like sporting clays or something.
0: And I'm not—I mean, I'm not rocking like a expensive setup. No, this maybe. is all like Amazon, yeah, Chinese just, stuff just to test it out. Kind of piecing it together. Yeah, and I've got—I mean, you just look up molly, whatever, you know, and you start with a belt and then get just maybe a water bottle
1: holder in it. But I think eventually we're going to try to find pockets. a good, good game bag to put on there. Yeah. And also like a little
0: med kit for either us or the dogs if something were to go wrong.
1: Hello, Hello Mr. Mr. Airplane. Try to consolidate everything we would carry on a vest into just a belt. Oh, oh there we go. That was a good, good little... little
0: Somebody one-two. One one dropped a single over the field. If you can even hear me anymore, yeah, that's. A... <laughs> I wonder what he thinks. Like, can he see
1: that there's a dove shooting? Is he worried? He's got to be able to see all those flickering wings. Oh yeah, <laughs> all the mojo, <laughs> mojo rising. I wonder if he's catching any shell, any uh, bird shot up there. Things have calmed
0: down. I, my nerves have calmed down. Yeah. when it was dark, like right at sunrise, I'm telling you, I was
1: on edge. I mean, okay, so we got here at like 630-ish, six thirty-ish, six little before six thirty, six twenty-five. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as we got out of the truck, start walking towards the field, all it just looks like a sea of fireflies out here. Yeah, everybody's flashlight. got their flashlights on, and you know, it looks every t- everywhere you walk, you'll you'll be like, hey, is anybody around here? And like six flashlights will turn on within 100 yards of you or less and you're like okay moving on yeah it was a I'm pretty sure that
0: where we ended up setting up our neighbors weren't thrilled no but you know I mean, nobody got irate I think everybody understands yeah, we just explained so we apologize yeah I mean said, yeah, we're sorry but we don't can. be a jerk do your best if people are really upset just move on you know yeah. For me personally, none of this is worth getting hurt over, uh, or, or even you know, getting upset over. Yeah, I mean, I come out here to have fun and relax. I, yeah, but we've had we've we've found some pretty good folks to hunt around, so it's well. this is definitely the most people I've seen taking advantage of public land. Yeah, in it, South Georgia,
1: for it's sure. Good. It's good to see too. I mean, that there's a good like a strong, strong group of people that come out here for opening day.
0: And you can tell like, all this management though for dove is gonna carry over, has carry over into quail cause this is a quail, uh, it's like a cooperative with uh, quail, Forever. quail Forever. And so this dove field, you can just see the quail habitat around it, uh, food source. I mean, so it's good that they manage it like this. I'm,
1: Oh yeah, and so pretty excited the, about the sub or the the neighboring field to the one that we're in is was planted in wire grass at some point in the Oh oh past few years. Oh
0: Dang, Steve got a sneak went. on and uh me and Nero are just chatting away. They weren't gonna come our way anymore. Nah. No. Nah. So fun fact, when you're hunting the... It's best not to look right at them, right? Because you're flashing your face and you can flare them. You got to kind of, I don't know if it matters so much today, but if it's a tough go of a day, you want to kind of look out from under the bill of your hat, you know, kind of look at them sideways. It seems to flare them if you just like flash right up at them. As far as tips,
1: I would say (laughs) <laughs> shot that one on the ground um tips Henry I would say um, if you're missing consistently increase the lead because you're far more likely to be shooting behind them than oh, yeah.
0: just from seeing so many two, people two shoot on the tree line. oh yes I know Oh, they're coming around. Mm, they're no, they're leaving. Um, well, yeah, oh, we've seen a lot of people shoot. I mean, how many over the years, Henry? Shooters, shoot. hundreds.
1: Shoot, uh, I don't know, because there's a big, a good core group and Well, yeah, a lot, lot of repeat, either. but yeah, I would, say, repeat. I would say hundred in the you know. I've been to a few other dove hunts, like, invites. and
0: not just dove shoots. I'm talking about quail and everything. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot. Yeah,
0: and so I tell people all the time, they ask, like, try to see what I'm doing wrong. And I'm like, 90% are shooting, not not leading the bird enough. Yeah. With quail. Hardly you know, anybody's mean, shooting ahead yeah. of the bird. Yeah.
1: Birds fly faster, and the, the shot travels slower than you give it credit for. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, from a guide perspective, because we have the opportunity to just watch people shoot, because we're not shooting when we're guiding. So I say, not leading far enough and stopping the gun.
1: Yeah, a lot of people stop the gun, shoulder incorrectly. Also. Yeah, so, like looking over the barrel instead of getting down on it. Yeah. There's a couple of basic tips.
0: All right, we also had a question about um, scouting for woodcock and quail. What are we looking for? We have a scouting episode kind of coming up, but we can give some general tips now. What are, first of all, I, um, and I'll say this in the episode that we're doing on scouting, but it is September 4th. I still think it's too early to scout quail. Yeah. Unless you're just looking at habitat. If you're looking for actual birds, really strong coveys aren't forming in South Georgia, according to quail forever, until um, October. So when we're talking about quail scouting this early in the season, which I do, mainly because I'm, so antsy to get outside and tromp around <laughs> yeah. is uh, I'm looking for habitat where and you kind of have to imagine what is this going to look like when stuff starts dying you know grass and you know after we get a, a frost um, so hit us up Henry what are you looking for when we scout public land for quail
1: um. Okay, so you really want, like, a, you want a lot of grasses, but not turf grass. You want you want stuff that's going to have a good uh, canopy, but a lot of room underneath for quail to move yeah. around. Yeah, warm season, native bunch grasses. There you go. Like broom, broom sedge and wire grass. Broom sedge. We'll um, look for areas that are near tree lines, because um, they, like they like edges Mm -hmm. and I would also say you know you don't want a lot of like small planted pines or anything like that with not a lot of room to to fly through Mm -hmm. Um, because they need they need open areas and then thick cover that they can get to 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 escape Um, and maybe also I would say food Mm-hmm. So, like we always, one indication that's easy to identify this time of year is American beautyberry. It's unmistakable. It's a, a bush that has bunches of red berries on it. Purple. Purple red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Purpley red. Red turning into purple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and those are those are a sure sign. That's like a one of their their last food sources. Yes, the, the last soft mass crop of the. The year. So those are usually a good indication. Like I remember um, where we drew the quota hunt last year, there were areas that were just covered in them. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, I would say where we found them before is in kind of like draws with some water at the bottom. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh- you know,
0: any kind of like you're looking for like bramble. I'm I'm thinking like bri- briar patches and like if you can find gallberry, which I don't see a lot of gallberry on public land, but yeah, briar patches, vines, and stuff like that briar patches are going to provide excellent escape cover woody stems that's what i like i like woody stems with islands of thicker like privet or like a little we call like a oak head you know like a bottom it's it's what and what's happening there is basically you're looking for areas that get burned and those heads are the areas that won't burn either they're too low or there's too many oaks and stuff so that's going to be good escape cover that's kind of what i look for if i'm just going into an area blind but edges of fields um yeah food sources if you go through an area that's kind of and you come out and you've got a lot of beggar lice on you like uh beggar weed seeds that stick to your clothes i'd mark that that's a really good food
1: source. Um, Otherwise, besides, like, habitat, I mean, like Sam mentioned earlier, they're going to move around in early fall. But, you know, just to get an idea of places to start, if you are scouting early season, is, you know, listen for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They will, they will be calling in the mornings and in the evenings. We heard them
0: calling this morning.
1: Yep. We did. And, um, and not, we, even though we're in the same area that we were at last weekend, we heard birds in a different spot by, would you say, a mile or so from yeah. where we heard them before? So yeah. it's probably not the same covey. If they even
0: are cubbies right now. Yeah. A lot of singles still. True. um you know, things, uh, another thing I kind of look for is water holes more so for the dogs. If you're going to yeah. be walking all day, it's good to know where you can, uh, get some water and let the dogs cool off. And, yeah, always, and always a good idea to just kind of plan to, to take a you know, end your first hour and a half or so around a watering hole. You know, just watch your, uh, Watch your dogs. In South Georgia, it stays hot for a while. And so you want to make sure you got water near, which usually isn't a problem. Oh, here we go. Oh, here's one. Turn. <laughs> Dang. Turn into that bullet. Good shot. Yeah, it did. Hey. And, uh... All right, so... Woodcock... We'll turn our attention to Woodcock real quick. Um, the easy answer for me is, like, I'm not 100%. The, we hope to have a guy on later that is going to give us a lot more detail about scouting for Woodcock and where to find them. We've, but, we've hunted them and we found them, but yeah. as far as,
1: you know, that's This not, guy
0: finds them consistently, yeah. like that's all he hunts.
1: I mean, we're always we're always on the lookout for woodcock when we're quail hunting, but typically quail hunting is our yeah. reason for being there.
0: Yeah, and so which I hope that changes a little this year.
1: I'm I want to
0: start targeting woodcock, but so far, from what I can tell you, is softer soil. So if you're up on a like a hard clay hill, probably not the best place for woodcock. Uh, but he- heads of ponds or lakes. Yeah, like any... Reedy areas. Reeds. Yeah, I'm looking for, like, reeds and riparian areas. So, uh, bulrush yeah. or uh, switch cane, that kind of stuff. And little, what my dad would probably call a branch. Look <laughs> a little branch that runs between two hills.
1: Not quite a creek, it's just a drain. I and feel like... Most of the ones we saw last season were right on the edge of a pond. of oh, really the, the the Yeah, the feeder end
0: of the pond, mm-hmm. not the dam side. The yeah. Because
1: remember the one that we saw on our quota hunt was
0: oh the yeah feeder of that pond. Absolutely. We, and flushed, and, two where we flushed two there. Well, we couldn't determine. Yeah, no, there were two different ones there. But uh so yeah, so. The areas for quail and woodcock are going to cross over a little bit. But it's when you start getting into those lower areas. Uh, also, I've heard a good tip, like privet hedge is going to hold woodcock. So if you got a low spot with privet hedge, that would be a good place to start. And, uh, you know, if you're kind of in middle Georgia and up, You're probably going to run into some woodcock. I mean, I don't... There's probably not a WMA that I just go, uh-uh, there's not one on that at all.
1: They're a migratory bird, so you Yeah, they're moving around. While quail stay in the same general area throughout the year, there are better times to hunt woodcock. Uh, December is a good time in
0: Georgia to hunt woodcock. Yeah. 'Cause season comes in mid December, goes through about
1: mid January, late January. I guess it's December is one of the only times that it would come in yeah. Georgia, but that's that's typically when they're flying through.
0: Yeah. Um Jumping back to Dove real quick, talking about seasons. Uh, you know, they've shifted the season. We gotta longer early season that little thanksgiving season's the same and then a shorter late season. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Fan or not a fan?
1: Um I'm personally more of a fan of shooting late season dove. They seem to be bigger, heartier, better to eat. Mhm. And that's one of the main reasons I shoot dove. I mean, it is a fun hunt, but they are good to eat. Yeah, I'm looking for that. Bacon wrapped and grilled bad boy nice and tasty yeah
0: I gotta stand up
1: that's another thing like other parts of the country most of the, most oh of the doves cooked are like jalapeno poppers I've always wrapped them in bacon and thrown them on the grill
0: yeah man that's my preferred method are there fewer people here? I mean, these there's people are still be. here
1: there's gotta be some fewer. like Steve's dad
0: moved He's over by the tree. It's just slowed down. I see a lot of trucks leaving. I hear a dove. Hear a dove in the trees. Um. Something I want to mention about quail or dove hunting in Georgia. Highly, it's like almost eighty percent social event. Yeah, I mean.
1: It coincides with Woo
0: <laughs> Just weren't expecting that. Yes. It was it was a good shot. It was just super close. <laughs> Rattled. Okay.
1: Well, let's turn it on a little bit. Got our attention. <laughs>
0: yeah, we didn't see that bird at all. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, uh hope you enjoyed that conversation from the field. Uh, I know it's a little sporadic, but that's just kind of how it goes. Dove come in and leave, and hopefully not too many of them leave.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we did make it out of the field safely. Uh, didn't see any, uh, hunting accidents from any other hunters, which is always great. We were actually expecting to see some with the amount of people that were there. So glad that, uh, no one got hurt and as to our knowledge anyway. And, um, we had a fun, successful hunt. Uh, we ended up with four birds between us. So yeah, not, not the, we, we shot a few more than that. Yeah. Uh, Like we may have mentioned in the conversation, part of the problem with hunting a place, especially one so prolific with hunters, is someone's bound to pick up a bird that you shot.
0: Yeah. Um, So some of the, uh, we got questions from Instagram from John Wilson 5916. If you want to check him out on Instagram. Thank you for that question about uh, dove hunting tips and southern woodcock and quail habitat scouting. Um, We do have a question from Craig Bangert, friend of the show. Um, How cool would it be to have a boykin in your back pocket until you release for flush or need a retrieve? I don't have to wonder, Craig. I have to wonder about a boykin, but I don't have to wonder because I have an English cocker spaniel. So does Henry, and that's almost exactly what they do.
1: And the answer to your question, Craig, is very cool. (laughs) Very cool. That's
0: how cool it is
1: very yeah it's, he's always right there at your heel if you if you need a bird in the air or one to your hand so
0: yeah actually um we are i've already done the interview but it will post after we release this episode with uh raglan gun dogs uh, uk genetic english cocker spaniels and we talk a lot about what it's like to have a flush retrieve dog um, and how they kind of fit into the the mix, so to speak. Um, all right, so let's start with Rabbit. First of all, what were you shooting today?
1: Um, Walks through your gear. What what'd you tote? So we mentioned in the conversation somewhere that we were both kind of trying out some new things this season with the the modular belts that we were kind of playing around with. So, yeah. I was I was carrying a a new belt with two water bottles and just a typical clay shooting pouch. I am gonna probably add a few more things to it later in the season, like a first aid kit and uh, maybe a better, like a more compact shell carrying pouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as my gun, I was shooting my my Franke uh, is chambered in three and a half, but I, it's pretty much my all around automatic. Um, inertia gun it's it's my duck gun but i'll i'll shoot it at anything
0: yeah that thing's been around
1: yeah and that just it fits me well it's one of those guns like i had it and a super black eagle two at one point and i ended up selling the super black eagle two which would widely be considered the better gun but the frankie frankie just fit me better so uh that's the one i kept
0: yeah cool i was shooting my uh well i'll get it setup later well, I gotta do it now. Yeah. I I was shooting my uh, Razzini Vertex, which I'm pretty sure they discontinued the Vertex to make the BR110, but it's my clay's gun. But since we were shooting dove, um, you don't really have to carry it that far. Which we ended up, I ended up carrying it today further than I wanted to. Um, just trying to find a spot. I was also running my modular belt. I just had one water bottle and a shell pouch. And then I had a stool, which I regret. I I thought about that in the field. The bucket's the way to go. Um, Would have... I carried my English cocker spaniel. I would have left him at home. I would have left him at home.
1: Yeah. So There were so many people, and the ground was bare enough that birds were not a problem to find. No. So you were you were you were more likely to have someone else pick up your bird than lose a bird yeah and it
0: just kind of there were so many people and guns and sh- i mean one bird would fly through and it just sounded like a revolutionary war
1: reenactment <laughs>
0: like, yep. and so um
1: not a lot of great shots on the field there were a few standouts around us but for the most part
0: yeah shout out to steve from savannah man at Elmadel opening day i don't know if you listen probably not but you were crushing it yeah props to you man yeah props to steve um yeah but i you know towser just wasn't feeling it he and and the he is a like i think i mentioned this but he is a working dog gun broke very used to quail hunting oh yeah and this was not his jam this so, was
1: not his jam was, at he all. He was out of his element,
0: and uh, you know, maybe that's something to work on. But he's like he's five years old, so I don't know. I am not gonna force him to do something that he's not. I don't need him to do that. What um, <clears throat> else? So, okay.
1: Sam, what was a what was like a standout moment in today's hunt for you? <sighs> good or bad? Uh, either.
0: Uh, good is we saw birds. And we were there on the. There was just something cool about being that on the first available second of bird season this year. We were there and
1: we were ready with two hundred other people, <laughs> two hundred of our closest, yeah, people we've never met before. Yeah.
0: Um, so that was cool, and I man, it was just a cool experience.
1: Yeah, um, first time uh was it the first time for you public dove hunting public dove for sure yeah, first yeah. time for me also um okay what's so what was a what was a bad thing
0: stand out negative was just how many people
1: yeah were just
0: there nerves yeah i i was like on edge i have a little guide ptsd from just like guns going off around me and me not know like because when you got there like some people would shine their flashlight and be like hey this is where i am but some people didn't so
1: you just, so you just hear a
0: gun go off i mean 30 yards from here and you're like i don't know i didn't know that guy was there <laughs> and um but that settled down i think people there were some people there that obviously just shot that first two hours and left yeah and after that it was
1: real pleasant yeah it seemed to thin out relatively quickly
0: yeah i don't think the shoot i mean the shooting kind of
1: we left at what time did we leave um between 10 and 11 somewhere around there. yeah
0: um it had pretty it calmed down and we had planned on staying longer but full disclosure it just got so hot yeah
1: not a lot of shade to be found on that field, and yeah, so what about you stand out um I would um, say stand out bad was there were a few people around us that were shooting at low birds that made me really nervous like I would be watching the bird and then see someone on the other side of the bird shoot towards me and like, yeah, this I didn't is get one guy. I did not get shot, but I felt like I might have caught some pellets. I had a good chance of catching some at, at a couple instances um so that was the negative the positive i feel like the best moment of the day for me was the f- very first shot i took of the season brought a bird down it was pretty cool so, that was stand out i should have mentioned that no I, that wasn't that <laughs> it wasn't was very cool on. though it was nice because well it was it was funny because a lot of people around us had like shot at birds and it was one of the birds that had been shot at several times on the way to us and then it came right over our heads and it was we yeah. did
0: it <laughs> yeah it was great um henry found his rhythm i think earlier on it took me a while to just like i think if i had not had towser i would have opened up a little quicker but he he was struggling man and i was feeling it. and he might have been feeding off me i don't know um yeah i think um would you here's the real question would you do it again or how would you do it differently
1: i would definitely public land dove hunt again i don't think i would go on opening day or if i did it would just be the afternoon because people were piling in there like we probably saw 50 to 100 trucks just on the way in there and we were there early early and we were late yeah if that makes sense by the time we got there thinking that we would be some of the first people there there were there were people everywhere, like we parked on the top of the hill of the field and could look down and just see I don't know fifty to sixty flashlights at one time, and probably only a third or a quarter of the people that were out there had flashlights on at that moment yeah, so it was it was a little unnerving
0: and some to... people I mean the guy we keep referencing Steve he he and his dad drove from Savannah that morning to hunt at Almadale. and that's a long way that's yeah, a they, they got there before we did <laughs> I mean that's gotta be five four hours yeah, four and, it and a was half a,
1: it was a, around an hour for us a little over an hour yeah or right around and an it's kind
0: of just the next county maybe two counties over yeah. I mean a decent
1: drive but nowhere near no the they had they had a lot in it there
0: um, and they were there before us yeah to, so they they, they must have left up. at
1: like you know, midnight or one yeah. or two in the morning.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think I would public dove hunt again. I would really want to try to get a quota. Yeah. Though. If I could get a quota dove hunt and I want one of our listeners to hear this very carefully. If I ever got a quota dove hunt, I would not skip on that opportunity.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I can't think of what type of person it would it would take to... To, to
0: skip out on a
1: quota hunt. To, to draw a hunt and then just not go. I mean, what a that's, jerk. That's got to be one of the, the lowest things possible in the hunting world. <laughs> but, you know, there's people out there. There's, there's people be.
0: out there, you know. That, I haven't heard about it personally or anything. Craig. Anyway, things come up. If you've ever skipped a quota hunt, you know, things come up. Um, I will say, though, on on a real note about quota dove hunts, the rules are different than quota quail hunts. Quota quail hunts, you can bring, like, if you win a hunt, you can bring up to two guests. Dove hunts, you have to apply as a party, and it's not like, you know, Otherwise, you're applying as an individual, um, but I would I would definitely apply for dove hunts because yeah. they're limited, and you know, even the game warden, we could hear him talking to other people as he was going around checking license. Was like, there's too many people here, yeah,
1: so. I mean, it's not like it was an opinion. There
0: (laughs) There were too many people. The people hunting on the other side, there's two sides to this WMA kind of divided by uh, a creek, and there's no way across the creek. And some of those guys kind of came up and were asking questions in the parking area, and they were like, yeah, it was the same thing on our side.
1: There were, you know, 150 people yeah that, there would be you know yeah 20 and, 30 shots at one bird at one bird
0: yeah. it it was crazy it's an experience um yeah uh, and it's available it is definitely available on a well-managed i can't
1: uh shout out to dnr that place is well managed yeah for the 177 acres give or take of uh planted uh, sunflower and they mowed it a week ahead of time we saw them we saw them mowing while we were there last weekend. And they, I mean, they did the, the best job that they could have trying to space people out because the, like I mentioned in our conversation, there were about 30 to 40 yards of mowed um, sunflowers and then maybe a 10 yard strip, 10 yards wide strip of sunflowers left up for cover to, to get in. So they spaced us out that way, but it's hard to, it's hard to space us out in the strip. Like that would be my only. Yeah. The perpendicular spacing. Yeah. Or,
0: or I don't know. It's hard to describe.
1: Three. You know, several hundred people were were left to their own devices to try and yeah. space out in the dark. So you could imagine <laughs> yeah. the turmoil that ensued. But yeah,
0: it's not as if there's like hay bales and you just like go to a hay bale, which is kind of how our private dove shoots work. Or the ones I've been to.
1: Anyway, a good overall experience. I yeah, had yeah. fun. I'm glad we got out on opening day. And I would and, take just
0: a lot less gear and a lot fewer shells.
1: But, yeah. yes, it was an overall good experience. Yeah, with the amount of doves that we saw last weekend uh, in preparation, preparation for coming to opening day, I was I brought way too many shells. I'm pretty sure I brought six boxes of 12-gauge shells and... Two boxes of twenties, which I'm I'm not the best shot at doves, so I was compensating. Oh, I and was ended ready, up but... going through just over a box of shells. Yeah, so definitely would have taken so yeah, yeah a lot fewer shells.
0: So let us know how your public land dove hunting went, uh, or private. You know, it's opening opening weekend. Let us know how your opening day went we're really excited to hear about it uh we have an ext here in georgia we have an extended early season uh this year so it goes through october 10th i believe uh but read your rule book because i have been known to not give out completely accurate (laughs) rules information
1: um and if there's any other type of hunting that you'd you know like for us to try this year any public hunting um especially upland related let us know and we'll we'll try to make that happen because you know we're we're in the mode now we're we're looking to, to yeah, get some hunts in
0: we really like these in the field would like bringing you guys into the field to kind of capture some of the just conversation that we have um as we hunt and kind of bring you into that moment um so yeah uh if you guys like Henry said, if you have any questions, let us know at Everyman Upland on Instagram. Uh, leave us a review on the whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. We really appreciate that. And for Everyman Upland, I'm
1: Sam Baker. And as always, I'm Henry Norman. And pick up your shells and bury your. St- That's
0: right. <laughs> That's right. That's the PSA. We'll see you guys later.